Good morning, church family. Can you hear me? Oh, fantastic. Good morning. Happy Sabbath, everyone. I am so excited to be here with you today. I almost wondered if I was going to make it. I was up in BC, Canada um, all week visiting a church, and I could not get a flight home. I got home this morning. So, friends, it really is lovely to be here with you today. Happy Sabbath. Friends, before we begin, if we could just stop for a word of prayer. Um, God, we thank you today for this Sabbath. God, for the miracle that we saw this morning at the piano. God, for the reminders through praise of your goodness in our lives. God, of your gentleness. We just thank you so much. We invite you to be here right now. And God, through my fatigue, may the Holy Spirit take my mumblings and make it meaningful to those that are here right now. God, we love you so much. Thanks for teaching us something this morning. In your name I pray. Amen. Friends, well, we continue on this incredible series of the fruit of the Spirit. And today, we are on gentleness which is getting towards the end of the series for us. We were so incredibly lucky to have Joe with us last week. We have Pastor Gotra, who I think is ending us out next week. Fruit of the Spirit's not a coconut. Sometimes I have to go through the song, right, just to see which, which, which fruit that we're still on, but I think we're good. Um, but gentleness, friends, I thought this was such an interesting topic for... Pastor Tara to prayerfully give to me? Gentle. Um, I, I find that this is really interesting. I remember even Joe, when I told him that I had gentleness, he was like, yeah, yeah, you're gentle with force. <laughs> so this was definitely an interesting study for me to do, and I appreciate getting into it, and I just... I wonder what comes to your mind when you think of this fruit of the Spirit, gentleness. What are the images that come to you? Take a moment. What comes to your mind? Maybe, ooh, maybe if you're like me, um, there are creatures that come to mind. Maybe... There are things that we need to be gentle with. It could possibly be kittens. Anyone here kitten people? We know a couple of hands, a couple of hands. We know that we need to be gentle. During COVID, I became a foster mom to four-day-old kittens. Their eyes were still closed, and I had to bottle feed them every two hours. They required gentleness. But I know some of you might be our puppy people. Any puppy people in here? Yes, definitely some more of our puppy folks in here. Oh, they're little warm bellies, right? Like, we know that our puppies are, are definitely something that we need to be gentle with. But I'll tell you, when I think of gentleness, I also think of some of our built-in premises, 
God gave us a couple of things for us to know so that we are gentle. We have the, thou shalt not kill people. That's probably something a gentle person should, should refrain from. We have the, thou shalt not steal. We have the, you know, some of the things that probably define a gentle person. We here in the Adventist Church, we here at Azure Hills, we also have some of our, our built-in things as well. How many of you are Pathfinders in here? Pathfinders, raise your hand. Friends, we have adventures and Pathfinders coming up starting in just a few weeks. Where did the summer go? But friends, I want you to say this with me because I know you know it. The, path law, the Pathfinder law is for me to keep the morning watch, do my honest part, care for my body, keep a level eye, be courteous and obedient, walk softly, in the sanctuary, keep a song in my heart, and go on God's errands. Did club meetings flashback for any of you during that? I see some nods. This especially when I was thinking about this, this walk softly in the sanctuary. That's, how many of you still whisper, for those of you who are, grew up in Pathfinders, are there moments where you're like, walk softly in the sanctuary? Like, I still, like as I'm rushing to somewhere, I go walk softly in the sanctuary, and I slow myself down. There are also objects that come to mind. So we have fluffy things. We have rules that have been given to us. We also have objects that, that we should probably be gentle with. I remember asking Julia and Lisa, who had their babies a month ago, I was like, can you bring your brand new wiggly baby, and we'll have one of the kids hold them? And they're like, mm. and I was like, you're right, too gentle. We'd, we'd practice gentleness really hard there. But some objects may include water balloon toss. Did anyone this summer get to play with water balloons? <gasps> Come to church retreat, friends. Come to church. Oh, there was one. Oh, Liam and them got to play. How about, um, did any of you growing up get to do the, the egg toss? And they tell you to, right? Right, exactly. Lob it gently. What does that mean? Throw, it gent throw this raw egg gently at someone. Gentleness, fruit of the spirit, egg toss. Hmm. Friends, when it comes to gentleness, I wonder what it is that goes into, comes into our minds. And there, I think, is no better way for us to, to delve into this topic than by going to some of our resident experts. I take study very seriously when it comes to, to sermon prep time. So I went to the people that I knew would have the answers. Those are our kids. Gentleness means gentleness means being gentle and kind. Taking care of people. Being careful with your words, actions, and what you think. Being nice. Being careful with your words. To not be too rough with other people, physically or emotionally. Gentleness is like a person that is older is like, 
Santonis is like getting hugs. Gentleness means being nice to my king. Gentleness is being courteous. This is like taking care of a dog like Toby. Gentleness means love. Means kindness. To me, gentleness is being kind and also being considerate of other people's feelings and needs. Being warm, caring, and super, super polite. Gentleness to me is being kind with people's emotions and being kind to people physically. Gentleness means being kind to people who are your norms and you. Gentleness means to me touching people gently. Gentleness is being kind. Weren't they fantastic? Amen. It was so great having those come in, and some of them have gentle spoken word, so I know it was a little hard to hear them. Um, and there were more that came in. I just got them while I was at the airport yesterday, so I couldn't get them in here. But thank you so much to each of you. Ali, I see you. Thank you so much to those of you who were able to, to get the videos in um, to me. We'll try and edit it and, and get the rest of them in later. But friends, what comes to gentleness? We heard all of these things, taking care of our kitty, being gentle in our touch with others, being kind, being thoughtful of someone's emotions. Gentleness. Friends, in the Bible, as we are looking through this series, we see this word gentleness in Galatians 5, and it's this word in Greek, it is prautis. Okay, I'm just wondering, is Dr. Holoviak or like Dr. Carter or anyone who knows this better? Oh good, so we're gonna practice my way. I think it is pronounced, I took Greek, I did, but um, proutis. I'm gonna have you, I'm gonna have you do it, prow? Dis, proutis. That's not how you say it, but we're gonna go with that for today. But friends, in this text, this word is found in the Bible at least 12 times we see it. And not only is this word used in this exact form, in this feminine form, in, in this type of context, but we also see that this word gentleness, this word proutis, is also interchanged with words like mildness, or meekness, or gentleness, and there are so many occurrences of that word throughout the Bible. But when we look at these words, mildness, meekness, gentleness, do, do ideas of being lame, being weak, being run over come to mind. Sometimes it feels like this is what is happening when we look at these words. 
Yet, friends, there's something really important that is going on in this word. The prefix of this word, pra, emphasizes the divine origin of the meekness. It is a divinely given word. There is a difference, friends, between someone who is gentle and someone who is gentle with the gift of the Spirit. God is at the base of this word. This gift is given to us and expresses power with reserve and gentleness. Have we thought about that? When we think of the word gentle, this fruit of the Spirit, have we realized that this fruit is a fruit that is grown in us because of a gift given from God? It does not mean being mild in speech. You can be loud and be gentle. You can be extroverted and be gentle. You can have leadership abilities, women, and be gentle. Because this is a word, this is a trait that is given to us by God. It does not mean that we are lacking in courage. It does not mean that we are submissive or we are weak. It's actually quite different than that because this is about a power that is under control, that is given to us by God. It is not about our personality traits, but our attitude and our relationship with Jesus. Friends, there are only two individuals in the Bible that are listed, of, listed with this word proutus, this gentleness, and the first person is Moses. Moses? Moses who in anger murdered someone? Moses who in frustration and anger struck the rock? Hmm. Gentleness. Yet the Bible tells us that Moses was one of the meekest, humblest persons because it is not about our attitude, but our relationship with Jesus. Friends, it does mean, here are some characteristics, it does mean that we have a lack of self-pride. That with Proutus, our strength is disciplined calmness. Benevolent, that we have benevolent compassion for our subordinates. There is a difference between generic gentleness and godly gentleness. Biblical gentleness means these things. Anyone can be gentle. Have you ever met people on the street and they did a kind thing or you felt like it was a very loving act? Anyone can be gentle, but when we are led by the Spirit, things happen. When we bear the fruit of Jesus, it doesn't mean this Fruit of the Spirit series, kiddos. It doesn't mean that God is asking us to go out and become farmers, growing the tomatoes and things like that for the salsa that Pastor Steve showed us the other day, though that is excellent. 
please grow tomatoes and onions and peppers for salsa. But God is not asking us to become farmers of literal fruit. He is asking us to be people who connect to him. And because we are connected to him, there are things that people are able to see that only happen to those of us that are growing these fruit. And this fruit of gentleness comes because of that relationship, not because of our attitude. Gentleness is not about our attitude, but because of our relationship with Jesus. When we are connected to the tree, we become more like him, and we grow in our gentleness. Here's something that I want to spend a moment on. Gentleness is power given by Jesus. Do you think of, have you ever considered that? Gentleness is actually power. This is very different from the other fruits of the Spirit because gentleness is a culmination of all of the others given to us by God as a power. Gentleness is a power. Our kids were right, gentleness is all of the things. But the key difference is true gentleness is power that is given to us by Jesus. Again, think of Moses. Not someone you would label gentle, but because he was connected to Jesus, because of his relationship, he realized that this was something given, this is something unique that was given because of his relationship, because of his connectedness, gentleness, is power given by Jesus. Friends, and it is also power that is under control. Think of any, think of any time that, if you, for those of you who are parents or have ever worked with kids, where a kiddo, you're ready to walk out the door, you're dressed for the day, you hand everyone their lunches, and kiddo at the front door, somehow opens up the smoothie bottle that's not supposed to be openable, right? And spills it all over themselves or all over you or whatever it might be. The initial reaction might be, for normal people not connected to Jesus, frustration, which is also okay even if you are connected to Jesus. All of these things, but this is, but, but someone who has power is holding on to that, right? Like you don't let your frustrations go, you don't let your anger go, you don't let your fatigue go. You hold on to it, you take a deep breath, and then you move forward. This type of control is also necessary with this gift of the fruit of the Spirit. It's a very powerful gift that we have, and it is a power that is, gentleness is a power that is under control. So what makes a Christian any different than those that are just nice people? And it's this, that gentleness is power that is given for a purpose. Uh, Just think about this. We as a church, we have ADRA. Well, the world has FEMA. What's the difference? We have churches, the world 
there are other churches. We have hospitals and schools. Other people have hospitals and schools. But what's the difference? And the difference is we have gentleness. We have the ability to practice our God-given power under control for a purpose. Gentleness is a tool of evangelism. Whoa, this gift of the Spirit is crazy. Gentleness is a tool of evangelism. God grows this fruit of the Spirit to reach others. Have you ever thought about that? Let me give you some characteristics that Rick Warren has shared on what gentleness looks like. Gentleness diffuses conflict. A person who is gentle disarms critics. Gentleness is persuasive. Gentleness is attractive. Gentleness communicates love. It earns respect. It witnesses to others. Gentleness makes me more like Jesus because it comes from Jesus. It's a power that we hold on to and that we use for a purpose. We talked about Moses for a moment, but there is another story in the Bible that my favorite Sam Butar Butar read for us this morning, and that is found in the book of John, and it has to do with Mary. Now, friends, I'm going to take a moment just to read this for us real quick. It says to us in John chapter 8, the title is A Woman Who's Caught in Adultery. You know the story. If you do not know the story, I encourage you to take a look at this. But in this story, we have a woman who is brought in her barely pajamas right into church where Jesus was teaching Sabbath school. The elders and the deacons and people from the community dragged her, drug her, dragged her, brought her forward into the church and said, she's messed up. Jesus, you need to do something about this. This is such a unique thing. What would happen if this happened right here today, right now, someone was brought right here, right now, while I was talking to you, what would some of the things in our heads be? Ooh, ooh, what did she do? Why is she wearing that? There must be a reason the leaders brought her in. Ooh, the shoulda, couldas start coming into the place. She shoulda done this, or she coulda done this. Shoulda, couldas are killers of gentleness. Jesus could have punished Mary. He could have humiliated the crowd. He could have revealed his goodness at that point. Yet, he calmly, with gentleness, wrote in the sand. He asked Mary where her accusers were and he then encouraged her on her way. Jesus displayed gentleness. Family, what would it look like if we were a church that practiced proutis? 
I saw Dr. Carter. I'm nervous to look on this side of the church now. Friends, if we recognize this is a gift from the Spirit given by God, if this is an opportunity for us to practice power under control, and if this is a power that was given to us for a purpose, how would we look different? How could we look different? Now, I know most of us, when, we, when we're here in church, we're like, well, we're pretty good people. I'm pretty sure we've got this gentleness thing under control. But friends, I wonder, for the community looking in, what we would need to do for our identifier to be that Azure Hills church. They're a gentle church. They're a people that I trust. I want to encourage my friends to come to this church. We feel like this is a safe place. I want to bring my family here. This is where people encounter Jesus. Azure Hills, what would it look like for us to practice Proutus? There are a couple of things that I would encourage us to do, and they're very simple. Connect to Jesus. Friends, if you are not already in that habit, sometimes, I'll admit, taking that 15-minute devotional time in the morning can be rough. For others, it's become a practice, and we're already good at that. So if you're not yet there, maybe that's something we could, we could work on, that, that sweet quarter hour of prayer. For those of you who are already involved, what's the next step? What's the next thing God is calling us that we can do? Friends, how can we connect differently? And because Proutus is us and our call for evangelism, it's a tool of evangelism, we have it for a purpose, maybe the step isn't just staying connected, maybe the next step is for you to engage. Friends, we have create a role with lots of little babies that are looking for, for adults of this church to come love on them, to come teach create a role. We're looking for people to greet at the doors. We're looking for individuals to help us with AV and the camera. There are ways to use this gift that we've been given. It is a powerful tool. So maybe the step is being connected and then engagement. And friends, maybe a final way is for us to just be in communion with one another. Sitting down at a table and looking someone in the eye who may be of a different ethnicity, who may be of a different political background, someone who may just be different from us. Friends, we want to create those opportunities, and oftentimes church is such a brilliant way for that to happen, but we here at this church are creating an extra opportunity for, to ensure that that happens, and that's the church retreat. Friend, we encourage you to sign up for the church retreat, and if you need help, if you do not know how to use this computer thing or the credit card thing or whatever, bring, bring yourself and your money on Tuesday, and I'll help you sign up. I will personally sit you down in my office. We will sign up for church retreat together. But friends, I encourage us this next week, let us practice being a, a proudest church, a gentle church, um, and let's, let's change our community. 
This is my blessing for you. Amen.